If you're listening to this, that means that, on some level, you interact with the wildlife. Maybe you followed since the beginning. Maybe you're a longtime listener. Maybe you follow Devin, that's, that's me, on social media and just enjoy basking in the coolness that I exude. Whatever your reason might be for coming across this, we are talking to you. Yes, you. You, the wonderful human being who is maybe listening to this after a hard day at work or who's struggling to get out of bed or who just had the greatest workout of their life or just saw a bird do that one really weird thing that you've seen only once before and just want to know why. The person, like all of us, who is flawed and beautiful and curious and smarter than they think. You. The wildlife depends on you. Me? I'm a high school science teacher. I've got two young kids. This is a passion project and and a dream that is slowly becoming reality. Richard, he's a space science student with a head full of dreams. We do what we do out of love and an endless drive to chase our curiosity. And in the process, hopefully, inspire you to look at the world around with a little sense of wonder. That's why this month we are holding our first ever membership drive. Why now? Well, we're growing. Episode downloads are up over 600%. 600%. That's like six times more than 100%. That's, that's a crazy high percent. With that comes new needs. For example, we are looking to purchase some new editing software, as well as some new recording equipment and soundproofing equipment. And believe it or not, hosting a podcast um, keeping all of the episodes available, running the website, all those things, they, they cost money. Even down to things like making uh, purchases of sample merchandise uh, for us to offer in our store or uh, to, to check out quality things before we send them out as gifts to our patrons. Now, of course, we wouldn't ask without throwing an incentive out there. Just in the past few weeks, we've launched the Wildlife Ambassadors Program. Basically, when you become a member at patreon.com slash the wildlife, you can pick a species of some kind of personal importance to you, and we will donate 10% of your monthly contributions to either a conservation program or research project related to that species. Yes, you heard that right. We will also feature you and your species on our website, along with your lifetime conservation contributions. If you become a member during the November membership drive, we will double your first two months of conscious conservation contributions through the Wildlife Ambassadors Program to 20%. Um, now, 10%, 20%, the, those things might not sound like a lot to you, but if you take into consideration um, our just operating costs and um, equipment upgrade needs and things like that, um, 20%, uh, we're, we're doing the most that we can at the moment, but someday we would like to do more. And as we gain sponsorships and things of that nature, we'd love to start contributing more. So this this we are seeing is just our starting point. Now, as far as what all of our different benefits and merchy perks are, I'm not going to run through all of those right now because there is a lot. So if you are curious, there's a link in the episode notes wherever you're listening to this podcast. But also, if you just go to patreon.com slash the wildlife, you'll find a complete list there. Okay, enough of me talking and begging. Now, you get to listen to Richard on his first ever solo mission to explain to you the origin, origins, of the smell of rain. Enjoy.
Okay. Hey everyone, and thank you for listening to The Wildlife with Devin and Richard Boker. Uh, today's episode, just a quick short, we're going to be looking into the smell of rain, uh, why it smells when water itself doesn't have a smell, and why we perceive it in the way that we do. I'm excited to get into this topic because I like answering questions that I know must have crossed a lot of different minds. Everyone wonders about it at some point, but many people don't know the answer or know only part of the answer, myself included, until only very recently. The smell of rain actually consists of a lot of different things. The smell of rain has a scientific name, being petrichor, constructed from Greek petra, meaning stone, and ichor, meaning the fluid that flows through the veins of the gods. So as I said, it is made up of many different things. And first and foremost, uh, the one that it seems most people are familiar with is ozone. But why is it there? You know, why is that associated with rain? Well, in the atmosphere, we have oxygen, of course, right? And these molecules are normally in two atoms of oxygen. We have O2 floating around in the air. But when you add lightning to that mix, that ionization causes these molecules to split into separate sole atoms of oxygen. Now, these separate atoms of oxygen are able to bind to other complete molecules of oxygen, forming groups of three. So now you have O3 in the atmosphere, and that is what ozone actually is. It's just lightning splitting some of the oxygen molecules, and then they rebind in groups of three, and you're actually smelling a, a new molecule uh, in the air. Ozone alone has a strong scent by itself. It actually comes from uh, the word ozine, which is uh, Greek for to smell. Now, where, do, where does the rest of the smell come from? Because, again, ozone is only a small part of that. On March 7th, 1964, a paper was published in the Nature Journal by scientists Isabel Baer and Richard Thomas, titled the nature of argillaceous odor. By steam distilling these rocks that had previously been exposed to arid conditions, they discovered this yellowish oil that was uh, trapped in the pores of the rocks, but was released by moisture. And this is another part of what makes up that smell of rain. The humidity alone is enough to start whipping up these oils into the air for you to be able to smell. So by the time all that wind and actual rainfall comes from a storm, it can be pretty strong. These oils where they come from is uh, they're actually palmitic acid and stearic acid, which are two of the most common saturated fatty acids found in nature. And plants actually release these during dry spells because their function, one of them, is that they stop seeds in the ground from germinating. So that's less competition for the plants whenever there's a drought. Less plants sprouting up means that there's less competition for the limited water source since it is a dry period. That's uh, why people see that the smell of rain can be stronger if there hasn't been rain for a while, is there's more of this oil in the soil. Haha, <laughs> that rhymed that is now coming out all at once. And crazy enough, you'd think it would just be ozone, 
you know, I thought it was just ozone and maybe just, you know, some dirt being churned up and it's just the smell of dirt and the explanation was as simple as that. But then you add this uh, oil in the ground to it from all these plants. Well, that's still not it. A lot of it actually also comes from bacteria. So what happens is we have streptomyces in the soil along with other cyanobacteria and they thrive in moist, humid uh, conditions. So when the ground dries out, they start to die off. And when they do, they create something called geosmin, a uh, bicyclic alcohol, as, as they die. So more of this chemical is building up in the dirt. And uh, this one in particular, the human nose, is very perceptive of this chemical. As low as five parts per trillion can be detected by the human nose, which is very strange to me, but very cool. And uh, that geosmin creates this typical earth smell. It's the same chemical that gives dirt its distinct, well, dirt smell, and actually contributes to the earthy flavor of beetroots. So whenever it rains, you have the ozone coming in from the lightning, and then on top of that you have this oil that's uh, been dried into the ground, being secreted by all these different plants, that's being kicked up by the rain and by the wind, and then that's coming up into the air as well, and then the geosmin is also coming up from the bacteria within that same dirt. Now, as far as perceiving the smell of rain the way we do, Australian anthropologist Diana Young found that we may like this smell due to something she called uh, cultural synesthesia, where evolution creates a sensory link to an environmental experience on a societal scale. This could have easily occurred in the instance of the smell of rain due to the many environmental changes that come along with the first rain after a dry spell, or even just rain in general, but particularly with uh, the first rain after a dry spell. And uh, as I said before, that's when that smell can be strongest, is because more of those plants are producing these uh, oils to combat the drought. Because then when you have the rain, the plants are sprouting, and then that's more uh, food in that sense to get. And then you also have the prey animals that are coming to go get this water and go get this uh, plant life. And then the prey and just all life becomes more abundant and active. And it's just your, your brain just having this instinct of, oh, okay, now, now I can hunt. Now, now I can find food. And to add to that, um, this could be a little redundant <laughs> or a little uh, bit of a paradox here. But also like to think of it as how a lot of people tend to like really all sorts of just earthy scents. You know, we have all our different candles that smell like different flowers or maybe even just the smell of freshly cut grass, just any anything really, or maybe even some of you just gardening and just the smell of plain dirt. So when you have just all of these things that are all pertaining to that coming together, these plant oils and the dirt itself, and all, just all these different sub-parts of these aromas that we enjoy on a daily basis mixing together, then, you know, of course, that's going to be pretty refreshing. So, I know we're going into winter now, so there are a lot of people that might be listening to this that won't experience rain for a while. But just remember that next time it rains around you, that, uh, now you know why it's there. And I think that's pretty cool, because uh, as far as I'm concerned, 
Uh, I've wondered that my whole life, and you know, I just so so so. Now you know. And uh, again, thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you again to our patrons, and we'll see you soon.